This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now with local real estate expert Harvey Blankfeld. Where we want to educate you about our market, empower you to make wise decisions, and help you engage with our expert contributors. The big question uh, all along has been this idea of uh, deferment and or forbearance. Um, Can you give us any updates on that, John? Sure. There's, I think, a couple of things worth noting out there that um, has become reality now. Um, there's, there's been disconnect or conversations about um, the negative consequences of these forbearances and that sort of thing. And strictly in the law, they said you're not, they're not allowed to report you late if you ask and obtain a forbearance on your mortgage and delay those payments. Uh, that is strictly true. But what's what's getting sort of hidden underneath the surface is that they are noting your account in the comment section that's reported on your credit as being in forbearance, which highlights, puts a big red flag on that account for anybody looking at your credit. We know that you've gone into forbearance, that you've, you've needed to skip that payment, um, as well as the the activity that is shown on your credit um, is going to have effectively a blank spot. It's going to show that no payment was made for that particular month and possibly the following month and so on. So there's going to be two factors that that are going to be things for you to deal with that aren't strictly negative, but are going to become hurdles for you to jump over. Mortgage lenders will, some will have a real problem with that and might say, you know what, if you had a forbearance, I'm sorry, I can't help you right now. That is correct. In in built into the standard rules for traditional mortgages is a requirement that says if you own a home or have a have a mortgage right now, we need to verify that you've been paying the payment for that house on time. And so when we look into that level of detail, we're going to discover that you skipped a payment or three or six, whatever you ended up doing. And once we discover that the rules currently say I can't give you a mortgage. You also mentioned to me before this that um, uh, um, issues with jumbo uh, loans and alternative financing, what's going on? They, they've been kind of weird lately, haven't they? Yeah, um, there has been, um, as, as we kind of jumped into this sort of crisis and, the, and the, the various waves of impacts from it went through the, the financial community, um, we saw lenders and and what we call aggregators, big bulk buyers of mortgages, they tightened their criteria. They've raised the credit standards for these mortgages. Everybody is sort of running away from risk. They're only wanting the safest loans, the ones that they can be sure that that consumer will be able to make the payment and, and go forward with safely. So uh, what we've seen is that's exactly what's happening in the jumbo market insofar as those loans have become very difficult to get today. So when we say jumbo, it's it's loans um, where you borrow more than the area limit for your community. In say the, the, the state of Nevada, it's $510,400. When you borrow more than that on a single loan, you're in a jumbo category of lending and you need a special thing. There is no government buyer of those mortgages, so it ends up being Wall Street money. And Mm -hmm. Wall Street money ran away during this crisis. And yet, just before this, jumbos were very attractive to those investors, were they not? That's actually one of the more interesting things to me is, if you go pre-crisis, 
jumbo rates were actually lower than regular conventional loan rates. And now it's exact opposite. Now what I'm seeing is jumbo rates tend to be about 1% higher wow. than the conventional mortgage. And it's simply because people don't, uh, the investors don't want those products. They're not buying them. They're not liquid right now. Well, first of all, we know that credit standards are getting a little tougher, are they not? I mean, just overall. Yeah. The, the higher risk loans, um, the industry has kind of stopped or is resisting doing those. So mm -hmm. like I've seen changes to your ability to get loans on manufactured homes, on people with credit scores below 640, it's gotten tougher on them. Mm -hmm. People who want to use down payment assistance has gotten tougher on them. Um, all these various sort of cascades with the sort of the highest risk loans um, are are the first ones that people run away from ultimately or lenders run away from because they're the they're the first to ultimately generally in a broad sense to have some sort of financial disruption leading up to this point and even through this point uh, credit standards have been much much tougher uh, buyers are completely yeah. vetted thoroughly vetted irregardless of their credit score and their assets if they want to borrow Absolutely. money, they're going to they're going to be thoroughly vetted, and it, maybe that's tightening up even a little bit more now, as you're saying. Yeah, they're they're they are tightening up on it in the in the interest of sort of safety and yeah. and that sort of thing. But it's one of the reasons why I don't believe we're going to see uh, anything like a housing crash that we saw last time. Um, and it's funny, I still I, I talked to a consumer today who was of the mindset that, oh, I think house pricing is going to fall in the future. And so we we kind of talked that through. Um, and, you know, as you, I think, know, I, I'm on the side of I don't expect housing pricing to be uh, to decline from here um, based upon what we see at this point. Let's go ahead and take a look at some stats. Let's look at this week's this, this week's sure. numbers. Um, and so, guys, to remind you, what I've done is, is this is for the week. Now, all these data points are for just from the last seven days, except this top one, which is currently available. And this is only single family homes. I'm only talking about single family residences. This is not condos or high rises. And this week, currently, we have available 6,416. Uh, that's up 70 from last week. We have 603 that went into escrow this week. That's up 17 over last week. We only closed 319. That's down quite significantly from last week. Uh, 173 were withdrawn in the last seven days. That's down 25 from last week as well. The median sold price, 319.950, up substantially from last week. But median sold and the sold price per square foot, they're a little, you know, look, with only a week's worth of data, they're a little less reliable. But, but we're, right. and we'll look at some, another chart that actually John recommended that I do. The median sold price per square foot, 171.74, that's down $2. And the median days on the market just went up a day. But let's take a look uh, at the trends and you can see this. Now, John had recommended I do this last week and we started doing it then. And so what we're looking at is going back totally five weeks, right, John? Yeah, this I love this. You. This is all on you, my friend. This is all on you. Um, <laughs> so what I'm doing here, what I want to look at here is, is currently available. We have 6,416 properties. Back on April 9th, we had 6,152, up a, a little more than 300 or not even 300, 250. In escrow, we did 603 this week. Oh, Back in, let's, can I say that's a five percent increase, right? 
yep. um, in, in that time period. So not a huge increase in total available homes, only 5% more than when we started this. Exactly right. Uh, okay. We, we uh, in escrow this week, this is the number of homes we put into escrow this week, single family homes, 603, back in April, 342. We Look at that three- trend of the escrow. Just, I'm sorry to keep interrupting you, but that's really interesting. Look at how that is increasing. More yeah. and more properties going into escrow each week. Like we are speeding up. Indeed, and there's no doubt about it. And, um, but it's interesting, the closed units is like an every other week thing. You see that 319 this week, 422, 369, 410, 363. You know, back then it was 348 we closed, we closed in that week of April 9th. Uh, but it's, it, it's bouncing around a bit. The median sold price was 319, 958. Look at it back then, 320. It was that, that must, they must have rounded back then because that's weird. But anyway, it was 320 back on April 9th, it's 319. The median uh, sold price per square foot. This is an interesting number to me. Anyway, 171.74. It was 173. So it's it's off off a couple dollars, and you can see it was pretty consistent throughout, except this one week it dropped. But again, a week's worth mm-hmm. of data doesn't help a lot. You know, that's the thing. Any any one week you have a number go really high or low, uh, even though it's a median number, it's still going to skew it. As long as we continue the trend of opening more up, as long as that continues to go in a positive manner, as long as we're coming out of the pandemic and not don't have a, a relapse, quote unquote, uh, I, I see us getting a little nutty towards the end of this year. I think it's gonna get a little crazy because people are gonna wanna catch up from what they missed out on earlier in the year. Please join us again next week as we keep you up to date on everything real estate here in Southern Nevada. Remember, send me any questions or ideas for next week's broadcast. Tune in every Thursday at three. Also, please let your friends and family know to like our Facebook page and be reminded about our updates at LV Real Estate Radio. We'll catch you next week. Thanks again for joining us.